Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Politically Correct, our weekly podcast that simplifies politics for the newest generation of voters. I'm Melissa Baker. And I'm Jack Thompson. We do the research and you hear the results. Today we will talk about the latest news stories and take a deep dive into the future of the GOP. We've got delegate breakdowns and future primary predictions, but first, let's dive into this last week in political news. Since our last podcast, many primaries and caucuses have happened. Uh, As you probably know, Trump and Clinton led their parties, but by how much? So before we get into the delegate count, let's examine what exactly it means to be a delegate. So I learned that delegates are actually real people who are often party activists, local political leaders, or early supporters of a given candidate. There are 2,472 Republican delegates and 4,765 Democratic delegates. And then usually when a state votes, the candidates the candidate will win delegates proportionally to the amount of votes they received. But in certain states, they are winner-take-all. So if Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton wins the majority of, ca- of, dele- or of popular vote in that state, they win all the delegates from that state. Yeah, so where does each candidate stand, Jack? For Republicans, the winning candidate will need to secure uh, 1,237 delegates. Trump had 461 Cruz with 360, Rubio with 154, and then Kasich with a small 54. And for the Democrats, uh, they have uh, 2,383 delegates that they need to secure. Uh, Hillary with 1,238 and Bernie with 572. Um, So do you uh, think mainstream media has portrayed these numbers fairly? Yeah, so when I... heard you say that just now, I was a little bit surprised because it seems like the media has sort of presented those numbers in a way that that Trump and Clinton are running away with it. But when I look at it, Trump's 101 delegates above Cruz and Hillary, Bernie has half of what Hillary has. And I know that's still small, but Mm -hmm. looking at those numbers, I think that's more than I had anticipated. And I know the Michigan primary just happened, which he like upset he won. Bernie won. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that helped his number here. But, yeah, I, I didn't think it was as close as it actually is. Um, okay, moving on. We've all heard rumors about maybe Ruby or Kasich dropping out each to help Cruz. Um, since Cruz is sort of that next closest guy without those other two, obviously, assuming they would all their delegate vote would go to Ted Cruz, he would be beating Trump. Um, what do you think needs to happen for a Bernie upset? And do you think this is even possible at this point? I, I think it's possible. I think it's a long shot. But if you get the right people in the right places, I think anything's possible. Yeah, I actually have a crazy story that has to do with Bernie. So my mom went on a business trip just over the weekend. She went to Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. and she was just going for something else. But turned out that Bernie was like there when it happened. And she heard about this, and she Mm. actually saw him. She was, like, feet away from him. Wow. Yeah, and he was talking, and she said it – I mean, she said it was really interesting and cool, but it was so crazy. She she obviously was not planning on that, but he was out there in Ohio campaigning and getting his 
team ready to go out and campaign for him. So he's definitely still on the campaign trail. Cool. Yeah. We did a poll at Policy Podcast on Twitter and asked our listeners uh, who they would vote for if the race came down to Hillary or Trump. And the results were 53% Trump and 47% Hillary. So about 50-50. Yeah, interesting information. I mean, those are the two people it looks like the nomination might come down to. And obviously, our little group was a small portion of mm-hmm. the real vote, but certainly an interesting idea to think about. So now we move on to our second story of the week, which is about future primaries and our predictions. So many states have already chosen their nominee, but many have yet to choose. Here are the next group of states, and they will all vote on March 15th. We have Florida, Illinois, Missouri, North Carolina, and Ohio. So Florida is a big state, which could really affect the campaign of Marco Rubio, and he's the senator in Florida. So do you think he can beat Trump in his own state. There's been a lot of talk because Cruz had Texas. Cruz pulled that off. Do you think Rubio will be able to do the same thing in Florida? Do you think he'll win in his own state? Yeah, do you think he'll be able to beat Trump? Um, Probably. I, I don't I don't know. I don't really know. I don't live in Florida. I don't really talk to many Floridians. Yeah, I get a, um, I get I a strong Trump, Trump vibe from Florida. Yeah, and <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me either way. And I would hope Rubio would win, though, because it's his home state. But Yeah, I think if he can't do it, then he'll have to drop yeah, out. Yeah, that says a lot if you can't win your own. Right. That's a pretty, that seems to be a, like a precedent. Like, if you don't win your own yeah. state, then you drop out. Yeah, for sure. And I, I know Ohio, obviously, is then going to be big for Kasich because mm-hmm. that's where he's from. And I think he said the same. Kasich has said that, too. If he didn't right. win Ohio, he would drop out. It's kind of crazy because he is so far behind, but I know he's sort of making a late comeback, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of like the la- like crew, even though there there are four delegates or candidates, excuse me, they're all so different on the Republican side yeah. that I don't know that one or two or three of them dropping out is necessarily going to get vote away from Trump if that's what the mm-hmm. Republican Party is trying to accomplish, which obviously they were. We don't have a story on it, but most people have probably heard about the Mitt Romney thing yeah, where he came out and talked about it. Mm-hmm. So clearly the Republicans are making moves as a party to move away from Trump, but it might be too little too late at this point. Hillary Clinton has been uh, pretty popular in the South so how do you think she'll do in the Midwest states like Illinois or Ohio? Initially, I thought she would be fine and win. But after she lost Michigan, mm-hmm. and I heard that had a lot to do with the Muslim vote, which I'm still shady on. Like, I guess Bernie got like 95% of the Muslim vote, which there must be a lot of in Michigan because wow. I guess that was like the big reason that he won. So I don't know how many Muslims <laughs> would be in Ohio or Illinois that could help Bernie, yeah. but I think she's su- such a powerhouse, and she's got so many like foot soldiers working for her that sh- she will be able to pull off. If even if not those states, mm-hmm. you know, Maybe she'll one, be she'll yeah. be able to get the nomination. Do you do you think she'll be able to win Illinois or Ohio? Um, if not both, at least one. Yeah, me too, for sure. I don't see Bernie walking away with both of them. Yeah, he's. He's a good candidate, but I think he's a good candidate and less of a good option that the American Democrats are seeing for a presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. He's an idea man, for sure. On to our deep dive, uh, the future of the GOP. There's been a lot of anger 
uh, involving politics in America, like uh, Occupy Wall Street, Black Lives Matter, uh, labor unions, and um, they have all shown us this anger for years, but for the first time in history, we're seeing this anger from uh, the opinions of the middle class. Last podcast, we talked about the comparison between Sanders and Trump and how the two candidates are capitalizing on the American anger in politics. But today, I want to talk about the GOP specifically and what a Trump nomination would mean for Republicans. Right. So obviously now this is a real possibility. Uh, How do you think a Trump nomination would change the grand old party, the GOP, or how do you or do you think it would even destroy it or Mm -hmm. change it in how big of a way? It will definitely change it, and I don't know how, but I think we can speculate that Trump is kind of, or he's clearly not taking this very seriously. Uh, I think he wants to win, but then the way he's doing it with just spouting off whatever he wants, like, if he's treating it like a joke, then I'll kind of make the GOP look like a joke. I agree. And I don't know if they'll ever be able to recover from it. I don't... It's like the two parties have just been, they've always been. And mm-hmm. it's ever since, what was it, the Whigs and the. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. But we've always had like a kind of bipartisan uh, political system in America. and It's so different than, I mean. I don't know. I, I think maybe next year they're going to have more serious Republicans, like very serious. Like we see Hillary Clinton is incredibly serious. Right. Maybe we could get there, or maybe there would be more candidates like her. Or maybe they would, yeah, they could do that, or they could take it the other way and see the popularity of like the non traditional candidate. Yeah. Because I could see like the president becoming more of a job of like a non politician, Mm -hmm. which could be a crazy thing. Like, even that's where our society is going in America. Right. I, yeah, I, I mean, it's been such a traditional thing for so long that it's interesting to see someone come up and mix it up. And even if he doesn't win the nomination, he's already changed politics yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think um, what effect would the, a Trump nomination have on like local Republican politicians? So like the mayors, the governors, the senators, do you think they would feel anything like their party is now represented by him? Or do you think they just mm. sort of take it with a grain of salt yeah. move on? I don't think it would change it that much. Um, if this would be a like a repeating instance, like in next four years, Trump reruns or somebody right. else to his caliber runs for president, it could have a longer lasting effect. But I don't just Trump being successful this year. I don't think it'll change that much. Yeah, so I don't know what effect it will have, but I did want to talk about the parties themselves and their history. So we talked about earlier, like the Whigs, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. um, we have seen the divide in Republicans and Democrats grow since you and I have been born. In 1960, I found the statistic that only 5% of Americans said that they would be upset if their son or daughter married someone with the opposite political view where in 2010, a third of Democrats and 50% of Republicans said that they would be upset in that same circumstance. So this has to do with the fact that these parties now more than ever have the, that, okay, um, this has to do with the fact that now more than ever, these parties have a large role in our personal identities. 
So, for example, today, if you enjoy hunting, it suggests that you're a Republican, although years ago, that probably wouldn't have meant a thing. So, do you think this close relationship between people's anger with the government and then their political identities is leading to the appeal of Trump? Yes. <laughs> Would you care to elaborate? So, I, yeah, like I said before, Trump is kind of, I, I hate to call him a joke because he's being, he's super successful. Right. Like, he's, he's surrounded himself with the right yeah, people. Yeah, he's winning. For sure. He's winning on the Republican Party. So I, I would like to refrain from calling him a joke, but for lack of a better word, it is a joke. And I think people are seeing it that way. And when they, the political system has been the same way for such a long time. Right. And people are tired of it, so they are kind of using Trump as a way of just sticking it to the man and being like, yeah, we it's such a joke to us that we're going to nominate and vote for this guy because right. we don't care because it's so we're tired of it. I mean, I wonder, like right when he came out as the fact that he was going to run for a nomination and everyone made jokes about it, mm -hmm. he could have said, like right then in that first month, he... Everyone thought he was just going to drop out right away before even any votes were made. Mm -hmm. But then he didn't, and then he gained and gained and gained and gained, and now he's the favorite and winning and beating politicians. And I was driving through my neighborhood the other day. My neighbors have Trump signs yeah. in their yard. I was by your house the other day. Yeah, and it's like this is not a joke. Like you see it in real life and mm -hmm. people who have it in their like social media bios, like Trump 2016, and it's not they're not kidding, you know. Yeah. And and I think it is sort of a jump at American anger, and I think people are done. They, they're obviously, like, Republicans, but they want someone else to be the face of their party. For sure. Because they're tired of losing because they lost to Obama twice, and it's they, they need to make a change, and that, I think that face of Trump is what they were looking at. I, I don't know. Do you think the nominee would be the nominee if Trump, you know, actually gets it? Do you think this is good or bad? I know we talked about like what potential change could mean, but mm -hmm. I think it just depends on uh, your frame of reference. If you want Trump to be the nominee, then I guess it's good for you. But if, or if you don't want Hillary to win, meaning, uh, but that's, for the party, that's a really hard, but like the in the party. future for the party. Yeah, um, I don't know. I have no idea. That's a really hard question to answer because I would like to think, and I think a lot of people would like to think, that this is just like a one-time thing where Trump just kind of got lucky and uh, the other right. candidates couldn't really hold up compared to him. And so it kind of just worked out that he was going to mm -hmm. win. But to answer your question if it's good or bad for the party, I, I think it might be good because... I don't like you said we haven't seen anything like this ever before and it's been the same for such a long time that maybe change is what we need. I think so too. I think it is great and I I think it's great not only for the Republican party but also for the Democrats. Mm -hmm. Not talking about how I feel about Trump as a politician. I wouldn't vote for him personally, but I think the idea that an outsider can come in and have a shot at this job could open up you know, the the door for so many other intelligent people who aren't politicians. And it, it might be a bad thing short term, but it 
could be a very good thing long term. Right, because we saw Ben Carson and Carly Fiorina this year, mm-hmm. two politicians or two non-politicians running for president. Has that ever happened before? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously we've yeah. only had a couple, times. and I mean, well, this is our first election we're gonna. Be yeah, voting. I remember like Romney, McCain, Palin, mm-hmm. Obama. I mean, Palin didn't run. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like mm-hmm. vice presidents and presidents, and mm-hmm. they've all been politicians. Right. I, I just think that's the way the pattern that it's been. So mm-hmm. I think the idea that a non-politician uh, could Reagan. become president, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. But was he, did he have, was I he in know. office before or any office? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. That's true. Ronald Reagan was an actor. poster, poster child. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, yeah, it definitely changes the game. So it'll be interesting to see. Even if Cruz pulls it off or Rubio, whoever, can come out and beat Trump, it's obviously left a lasting impression on not just the Republicans, not just the Democrats, but the American people in general. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Politically Correct. Listen next week for our weekly news highlights and our deep dive into the most pressing political issues of our generation. Keep up with us throughout the week by following our Twitter account, Policy Podcast, that's P-O-L-I-C, podcast on Twitter. With any questions about today's podcast, email us at politicallycorrectpodcast at gmail.com. I had a blast recording this episode. So did I. This has been Melissa Baker. And Jack Thompson. We'll talk next week.